support is from TBN. Weaving its way through the heart of the Holy Land is a well-worn path that once felt the footsteps of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, King David, and Jesus. Host David Friedman and Mike Pompeo take a sacred journey of hope along Route 60, the biblical highway. Experience the land of the Bible as you've never seen it. In theaters September 18th and 19th, Route 60, the biblical highway. Information at route60.movie. That's route60.movie. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Your host, Felice Gerwitz, is an author, a publisher, and your radio show host. She will encourage, educate, and inspire you with answers to your most pressing questions from homeschool, marriage, parenting, and much more. Felice loves to equip moms to live a Christian life because every moment counts. Be sure to visit her website at MediaAngels.com. And here's your host, Felice Gerwitz. Hey friends and welcome. This is Felice Gerwitz and today I am going to bring you an episode that is very dear to my heart. The topic today is how do you get it all done? How do you do it all in your homeschool? This is episode 502 and you can find today's show notes at vintagehomeschoolmoms.com. I also want to thank our sponsor Route 60, A Biblical Highway for sponsoring this podcast. Please check out the link at route60.movie. That's route60.movie. And you can find out information about when it airs in the theaters, as well as finding out more after the air date of how you can view this wonderful film. Well, recently we did a survey on the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network and Media Angels, and the question was, what would you do different if you could homeschool all over again? And there were so many great responses, and I've done a couple of podcasts based on those, um, episode 500 as well as 501, um, both deal with those topics. But today I wanted to take one particular response and answer that. And why is it? Because this response really uh, resonated with me. It was something that I thought when I was a young homeschool mom homeschooling little ones. And so this podcast is dedicated to this mom and all of you who are listening who are struggling to complete a day without regrets. And I wanted to address this mom's very real questions, but I want to end with PBF. What is PBF? Well, that's setting priorities, boundaries, and family time. This is a simple method that I've come up with paired with my Foursquare Daily Planner, and it will help you and it will change your life. We give away planners as gifts every time, um, well, every month from our network, and I've done this for years. And why is that? Because I know that so many of you are struggling and so many of you um, just don't have it in your budget to buy all of these, you know, fancy planners that are out there. And I'm going to um, admit that when we're done with the year's worth of planners, we put them on the website and we sell them, but for a very reasonable price. 
And in each of these planners, there is a four square planner. And that's where I take the day and I divide it by bite-sized chunks of things that you can accomplish daily. But before I get ahead of myself, I wanted to read this mom's response to my survey in its entirety. She says, I'm not writing to get the gift, and I'm not writing because I have an answer. I'm writing because I started homeschooling in the summer of 2022, and it already seems ages ago, and there are already things I would do differently. My trouble is when, with what time in the day. It took me three and a half hours today just to make dinner, salmon, baked potatoes, and cauliflower. Not a rocket to fly to the moon, you see and whip up homemade ice cream with children that I promised and almost ditched because of dinner prep. Every evening, I feel fully inadequate and a failure. If I did well homeschooling that day, we didn't eat as well as we should. If we went to the grocery store shopping, I was too tired to cover all or sometimes any school. And on and on. By the grace of God, my children somehow learned to read and write this year, which I have no clue how. I guess the question is, how did you make it through at all? I'm not giving up. I just can't do it because this is not my idea. I tried my idea and failed. This is God and I just can't quit. I just wonder how. I don't want to have regrets and have every evening some, sometimes more, severe ones that break my heart even. Even when I take frustrations out on my children, how do I deal with that and everything in between? Thank you in advance. Wow. The pressure we put on ourselves to succeed at all costs or to reach these invisible and high and lofty goals and markers that say you passed or failed today, and the heartbreak that comes when we are hard on ourselves just breaks my heart. What I'm hearing through all of this is a calling from the Almighty, and, my friend, you are absolutely in the right place. God calls us to say yes, but he does not call us to succeed. Let me say that again. God calls us to say yes, but he doesn't call us to succeed. That's the pressure from self and the world. And that's your answer in a nutshell. Just because we know the cause, which is you're putting blame on yourself and feeling inadequate, does not diminish the real issue, which we will address in this podcast. What do you do about it? So the resounding questions and and the themes from what you've posed in, in your note to me was, how can I accomplish X, Y, and Z with what time in the day? The second was a feeling of inadequacy and failure. The third was that if you had a good day homeschooling, you had a bad day housekeeping. So it's kind of one of those either or things. The fourth is you've been given the grace of God, so you're not quitting. And the fifth is, how do you make it through all this? Well, let's tackle each one of these questions one at a time, and then I'm going to give you another solution at the end. So the first is, how can I accomplish X, Y, and Z 
whatever that is in your day. And the example you gave was how long it took you to make dinner and homemade ice cream. So the first is that I'm going to, actually, I'm not going to tackle that question first. The first thing I'm going to address is God's grace about not quitting. Sorry about that. So the first was God's grace and not quitting are wonderful, and that is true faith. If the Lord has asked you to homeschool, then every day thank him for the privilege and give him your day. Praise him in every joy, every hardship, and every obstacle that you will overcome. He takes us where we are again and again. He asks us to be faithful. He asks us to plant seeds. But he is the harvester. Everything we do is one small incremental step toward our goal. Okay? It's not an all or nothing. So just remember that. Remember, he just asked you to be faithful. And you're doing that. So the other thing I wanted to uh, address is how do I accomplish X, Y, and Z? All right. So accomplishing begins with making reasonable daily goals. Okay. Sure, your dinner menu wasn't extravagant. Okay, I I get that. And so, you know, you're thinking, well, how can I just not do it? And how can it take me this long? Well, usually, weekday meals are planned ahead and taken out of the freezer, and they're stress free. For example, last night, we had this artesian uh, pasta that I picked up, it was fettuccine. Okay, I purchased that. But We also had homemade meatballs, homemade sauce, salad, and garlic bread. Now, I've made bread before, but last night we had store-bought bread. The meatballs and the sauce were taken out of the freezer and left to defrost. And the meal really just took making a salad, the garlic bread, and throwing on a pot to boil pasta because everything else was done ahead of time. And so... I'm one of those, I don't take all day to cook meals for the whole week. But every time I made a meal, I just made three or four times as much. Something like meatballs I would make on the weekend because it's more labor intense. But you can make a small pot of sauce in the same amount of time you can make a large pot of sauce. So I always thought that way. And that was what I did on the weekends. I mean, sometimes we had sampler platter. You know what that is? It's leftovers. Sometimes we had a stuffed baked potato with ham and cheese. I kid you not. Some days we had breakfast for dinner. I had a husband who was go with the flow. And if your husband's a little bit pickier, then you may need to enlist his help or do some meal prep way ahead of time. I ended up, as most homeschool moms do, buying a second freezer because that will be your best friend. Sure, a printer's great, but that freezer will be as great as a printer is in your homeschool life. It's where you can throw things in that you can pull out during the week, and that may be something that you need to do is bulk plan your meals for the month. It doesn't have to be extravagant during the week because you are homeschooling. 
The third point you made was a feeling of inadequacy and failure. You know, you asked me, how do you do it all? And I have to tell you, at homeschool conferences, I got that question all the time. And I would say, oh, I do everything, but I don't do everything well. And I'd normally get a laugh out of people or, you know, kind of like looking at me going, "Uh, you're supposed to be having all the answers. You're one of the conference speakers. But I had to hold that thought captive because I really thought that just like you do. I'm not doing well. I'm feeling inadequate. When I'm supposed to be homeschooling the kids, all I can do is think about going to the grocery store. Sometimes that thought was so prevalent that I would load everybody in the car go to the grocery store, fend off questions about why my kids weren't in school. You know, it's not such a big deal now because homeschooling is more mainstream. And then get home and get all the groceries out and then be exhausted and do nothing the rest of the day. That was equivalent to school. So when I got those thoughts that I had to go to the grocery store, I just rebuked it in the name of Jesus and I plowed away with what we needed to do and then said, okay, let's get our schoolwork done. And then after lunch, we're going to go to the grocery store. I made it work, but I put school first. Another thing is feeling inadequate and a failure is a tool of the enemy to rob you of your peace. Who says you're inadequate? Do your kids? Does your husband? Does the dog? The neighbor next door? Is it a friend? Is it a relative? The only important person is you and God. Everything and everyone else will be okay in the long run. Our kids do care about promises. For example, your homemade ice cream promise. But you need help. Sometimes it's okay to say, guys, we were going to have ice cream, but mom's just too tired. What can we do next time so that mommy has more energy to be able to do this? And enlist your kids' help. If they're super little, you're right. They're not going to understand. And so you're going to plow through and persevere. And my question to you is, does your husband help? My husband didn't help, not because he never really thought to help. You know, he's he was a, um, had four sisters and they pretty much did everything for him. I just didn't really want his help. And then I realized, you know what? I do need the help. And so everybody helped clear off the table. Everybody had their individual jobs. If the kids were little, they had a little short little broom where they swept up the, you know, crumbs from the floor or, you know, just gave them little jobs so that they could feel important. It's not the meal prep or the cleanup or any of that. It's really a frame of mind. And if you do need that help, you need to enlist the help from your family. And you also need to rebuke it. Again, I just, if I have these negative thoughts, God doesn't give us negative thoughts. God does not condemn. We condemn when we're in sin, but The enemy also wants to rob you of your peace. I need to say that again. And when you have these negative thoughts, you just rebuke it in the name of Jesus. And I'm going to give you some some real um, good examples at the end about what to do about that. And then what are your priorities? Homeschooling takes precedence over housekeeping. Grocery shopping is an evening or afternoon thing or maybe a weekend thing. 
or if you can order online and pick it up, many places either deliver or bring it to your car. If you have little ones, work on a four-day schedule, four days of homeschooling and one on errands and meal prep. And I put in some links for some of my other podcasts. I have uh, several podcasts on organization, and I have one on the Foursquare Planner I talked about, which again is in each of our planners uh, that we give away on this network. Unless they were, um, I have some character planners, so the Foursquare Planner is not in that one. But anything um, that was like our checklist planner this year, it's the Organize It Planner, and then I have... Uh, monthly planners that were available and all of them have the four square planner. And the last thing is how did I make it through? Well, that's with PBT, priorities, boundaries, and family. And that's what I'm going to share with you. First, how do you set your priorities? You pray about this and it's going to be different for each one of us. Here's an example of mine during the homeschool week. What was the most pressing? That's what I did first. And that was the key to accomplishing and not putting off and procrastinating. I found that um, I worked with my husband in his business as, you know, this is before I started my own. And I found out that the most successful people were the people that never procrastinated. If I was interviewing someone and I asked them for a bio and a headshot, they gave it to me almost immediately. You know, these are people who thought things through one time and then just were able to implement. They didn't have to go searching for a headshot or a bio. They had it ready because they were being interviewed. You know, so for homeschooling, it's similar to the business world. We have to have these things in order. Again, if your kids are not too little, enlist their help. Enlist the help of your spouse and prayer. These are the things that you can do daily. You can pray each day. I took a few minutes to pray in the morning. And sometimes my kids would come and interrupt me. And you know, if they were really starving or whatever that was for breakfast, and they interrupted me, they realized soon and quickly that gosh, mommy, you're grumpy. And I said, Well, I'm grumpy because you interrupted my prayer time. So let me get you breakfast, and then I'm going to go finish my prayer time, and I'll be back. And I was not neglecting my children. I was just spending time with God to get in the right frame of mind for the day. And I'm not talking about an hour Bible study. I'm talking about just clearing my mind, praising God, and just flipping through the Bible and reading a chapter and verse. The second was meals. I had my meals planned for the week. And let me tell you, I'm a creative person. I hated that. I hated knowing what I was having Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday. And maybe you don't. So I would just have meals planned, but I didn't exactly have a day we were going to eat it. And I don't homeschool anymore because my kids are grown, but I do run a business and I help my husband with his business and my granddaughter is working for me part-time in this network. My daughter works a little bit here and there, and I've had meetings and that sort of thing. So I still treat my weeks like I'm homeschooling. So this week, we had ham steaks that um, were just cut in the refrigerator, ready to go. And I told you about the spaghetti and meatballs thing. We had burgers, which is easy to grill, and we had steak. Usually on Friday, we, we order pizza out, 
But this week, we have so many leftovers. Tomorrow's going to be sampler platter night. And sampler platter in my family means leftovers. But it sounds so much better to say sampler platter. So that is one thing off my list. And then I'll think about what we're having the next week during this weekend. And that just alleviate so much stress of having to have good meals. And I'm just talking about dinner because lunch and breakfast can be very quick things. They don't need to be intricate. It can be yogurt and fruit or scrambled eggs and um, toast or oatmeal or, you know, cereal, whatever that is that your family eats. And it's okay if they only want the one thing every day. You know, Kids are resilient and they're great. And, you know, I just didn't stress that part of it. The next thing was homeschooling. We had to homeschool every day and get it done. My kids wanted to be done by noon, even when they were in high school. It wasn't always something they could do. So I remember one of my daughters would get up super early in the morning and tackle her math because that was her hardest subject and she'd get that done before breakfast and she felt so accomplished. This is also the one that co-authored the novels with me, the Truth Seekers Mystery Series. She wanted time to be able to work on her writing and there was no way she was going to be able to do that with all of her other stuff and have math looming over her. So she got the hardest subject done first and then we did some things together. So you know, that's important. Make it a priority. If your kids are little, you can get done with what you need to get done in four days. Um, And I, I have some more suggestions for you in a bit. And then the last is we picked up the house daily. That doesn't mean a deep clean. It doesn't mean bathrooms or anything like that. One of the things I learned um, from someone else who who did a teaching on um you know, keeping things neat and so forth, was to tackle one thing a day. So, you know, it might be, you know, making sure that the kitchen is clean or whatever that one room is, you know, you don't want nasty dishes and gross food, you know, in the sink. But, you know, those were priorities for me. But um, I would sometimes have the kids, you know, play around with those. And now they have so many really cool little brooms. Uh, that pick up all the dust particles. But even now, if I'm talking on the phone, I'll take the little um, broom and walk around the house and sweep up all the dog hair. And just things like that, you can multitask and get things done or just tackle one bathroom a day, or, you know, fix your bed the minute you go back into your room after breakfast uh, to go to the bathroom. So it's more like setting up routines than it is doing this whole house clean. And if you need help and you can afford it, that could be something you do maybe once a month or on occasion. But just get the help you need when you need it. The second is boundaries. And I, I really feel like this is so important. Avoid the joy suckers. And that is is something that I have done in my life, whether it was a specific friend, or a relative or an email. I never looked at emails during the day. And I ran a business, my husband and I have three of them. I don't look at them in the morning, because a lot of times I call it the the vortex, I get sucked in 
When I look at my emails, there's 12 things I have to address that second. So I would do that when I knew I had a bulk of time. And even sometimes I would set the timer and do what I could do. And that was it. And, um, you know, for me, email was my biggest distraction. But also I looked at what really wears me down. And that is negativity in people. I just can't handle it. That's why I'm not on social media. The biggest blessing in my life was when media angels could afford to hire someone to handle social media. Because I feel like there are so many people out there that make it their job to just tear other people down. And I just can't handle it. I want to be uplifted. I want to praise God. And I don't want to be drained. And if I had a relationship, which I did at one point, I just distanced myself because I couldn't handle it. I had a friend who wasn't homeschooling and kept, um, you know, telling me I needed to hire tutors and or send my child away uh, to be educated. And I just couldn't handle that. So we, you know, pretty much parted ways. I also had to set boundaries on cell phone times, uh, like I shared social media, email, as well as relationships, even within homeschool circles. I sometimes just had to set set boundaries and just say things like, I just can't talk about this right now, or thank you so much for your input, um, but I think differently, or we'll have to agree to disagree, and just move on, and just leave it there. And if I couldn't, and it just kept hounding my thoughts, I would just say, again, In the name of Jesus, I come against it, and I put it at the foot of your cross for you to deal with, Lord Jesus. Fill me with with your love, your peace, and your joy, and move on. So priorities are important, whatever they are for you, and setting boundaries. The next was family. Your family is more important than folded laundry, a clean house, or grocery shopping. Sure, all those things are important. But remember that you're blessed to care with your children, and it's going to be a blink of your eye. When you're in the midst of little ones, and believe me, I had 32 years of homeschooling. There were times I wanted to quit. There were times I was thinking, why the heck am I doing this? There were a lot of times when I just couldn't see the end of the tunnel. But what I did know was that I felt that I was doing God's will, and I knew that my family was my most important priority. I also knew that my kids that were squeaky, I always call them the squeaky wheels, they were also um, joy suckers. And I had to work really hard on discipline, and that was really important to me. I have a couple of podcasts just for kids uh, that I basically did for my grandkids, but Um, A lot of uh, response has been really good. I should make that a standalone, a podcast. But um, I talk to the kids about things. And it's amazing because they do understand and they do know. But sometimes they just need that little bit of, you know, like an adjustment check or a different way to think. And it helps coming from someone else. So you can search for those on the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. The third thing was I had to say what I mean and mean what I say. If you are the threatening, repeating parent and never follow through, that can be difficult. And that's when we lose our temper. 
because we've warned them and we've given them every opportunity and we've counted to 10 about 20 times. And so we're just done and we expect them to listen. So I usually just would say things like this to my children. I would say, when you argue with me, do you win? And I would get responses like, well, I should because I'm right. And I would just repeat what I, the same thing. When you argue with me, do you ever win? Finally, they would admit and say no. So let's just cut out the arguing and just do what I say. And finally, they knew when they would hear me say that sentence that they just needed to do what I said because I wasn't going to be moved. Sometimes we just give in because we're tired. That's okay. We all mess up. But try to be firm and follow through. And then the fourth thing is time with your spouse is very important. Being on the same page. And I'm going to admit my husband and I were not on the same page in many ways. I'm the disciplinarian. He is not. And so, you know, when you get go into a marriage, you bring in your own baggage, right? And he was overly disciplined and I was not. So for me, being strict was really important because I could see the ramifications of just letting things go. And, you know, there were some points of contention between the two of us, but we just celebrated 44 years. So, you know, we persevered and, um, And so we realized that we needed to be a united front. And that was important to us. So uh, finally, we got on the same page, but it wasn't easy. I have links on organizations um, and planners that I will put in the uh, show notes. And so just remember, I give these away for free. So if you're on our mailing list, you will get one each month. And um, why do I do this? You know, basically, because there are thousands and thousands of you that download them monthly, but we all struggle with the same issues. And if I can help one mom, I'm going to be super blessed by that. And I want to remind you that you said, and I'm basically talking to this mom who wrote in, that you were led to homeschool. And saying yes is your divine calling. And that means you are already a success in the eyes of the one who matters. And that is God. You're doing what he said. I mean, that's all he asks. He will give you the grace to succeed. And your feelings of inadequacy are often a result of false expectations of what homeschooling looks like. Not every day is going to be stellar, balanced, or productive. If you lose it, apologize to your kids and your spouse and say, will you forgive me? That's it. That goes a long way toward healing and building bridges. And it teaches your kids that if we mess up, they can ask for forgiveness. It's an amazing example. I'm not perfect. I had days when I called off school because kids were fighting and I told them if they didn't get along, that not only were we not doing school that day, but they were going to be punished from other things. I had to call off school because I had yet another headache, and a lot of it was from stress. Um, I found out that if I drank a lot of water and had more sodium, because I don't like salt, but I found out if I added those two things to my diet, my headaches went away. So that was like a miracle finding. So thank you, Jesus, for that. 
If the dishes didn't get done on time or dinner consisted of stuffed baked potato, it was okay. I had days when I threatened to put my kids back in real school or where I punished them by not taking them to a planned outing or field trip. We all learned through those episodes and what other people would call failure days. But we had tomorrow. We had the next day to do it again and do it right. If your kids are little, it's going to be way, way, way harder to homeschool than if they're older. Consider programs like ctcmath.com and readingeggs.com forward slash media angels. They've both been sponsors in the past. They're not sponsors of this particular podcast today, but they've been sponsors of this network and we don't take sponsors that we don't vet. So if they're on this network, especially on any of my podcasts, um, we've made sure that they're good companies. And it might just be short term. I'm not talking about putting them in front of the computer all day. I'm just talking about letting you have a little bit of break to get done the things that you would feel accomplished doing. Don't look at other people. Your kids are better with a teacher who loves and knows them, and that's you. I homeschooled for 32 years combined with all of my five kids, and I'm thankful for the opportunity that only homeschooling allowed. Homeschooling allowed my struggling learners the extra time they needed. It allowed my gifted the time to explore interests and hobbies. It allowed my creative ones an outlet and a time to do things. And for all of my children to enjoy downtime and time to think. That is one of my my biggest concerns about children. Children are not given the time to be creative. They're not given the time to think. They're not given the time to play. I want to leave you with this. Homeschooling is not a race, but a progression forward and toward the finish line. Homeschooling is for God's glory and the love of family. And it's the salvation of humanity. Does that sound like fluff? I promise you it's not. We are giving a hurting world in which our kids live. Kids that value good things. Kids that value honor, truth, integrity, and all of those things that are lacking in our world today. Dear moms and dads, continue to fight the good fight, but finish the homeschool race on your time. I hope something I said today resonates with you. I hope that if you feel like this mom who wrote in, that you too will be blessed with one little something from this talk. Please share this episode with a friend. Also let them know about the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network where there are so many awesome podcasts. And come join us on our Facebook page. We have the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network page, but we also have a group that's on Facebook and it's the Homeschool uh, Podcast Family Group. And I have the link in the show notes today on episode 502. So take care, God bless, and I hope to talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. 
Visit Felice at MediaAngels.com and the VintageHomeschoolMoms.com. Vintage Homeschool Moms is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.